So, you've got an idea for a business. The store of your dreams. There's just one thing to figure out. Everything. That's why Shopify's all-in-one commerce platform makes it easy to sell online, in person, and everywhere else. Sell on social media, source products with an app to get that first sale feeling. It's the only solution that gives you everything you need to sell everywhere you want. So when you're ready to bring your idea to life, power it up with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. Cruise FM presents The Locker Room with Lachlan Cross, Grant Johnson, and James P. White. Brought to you by Always Plumbing and Heating. Thinking about a new furnace? Get a free quote at alwaysplumbing.ca. And it got to come on. Good morning. Boom, 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 boom. Bang, 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 bang. Here we go. Morning, Grant. Good morning. We've got another chance at that four-pack of tickets for the Taboo Naughty But Nice show at the Edmonton Expo Center. Mm-hmm. Um, we're doing it just after 7, so just go to my Twitter or the Locker Room YouTube page, or Jimmy's Twitter, Yeah, because he posted it as well. Quick little video of Jimmy's striptease. What song is he dancing to? You'll need to know that for the contest. Very simple. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's yeah. some hoops there. Yeah. Um, we'll send you a link, too, if you just want to text us if that's easy if you're just on your phone yeah um Kurt Cobain smashed a guitar during the first Nirvana tour it was a 1973 Fender Mustang you might have heard people talking about it because it went up for sale in an auction and they thought it was going to get around two hundred thousand dollars and ended up getting almost half a mil five hundred thousand almost <laughs> for thing a broken was, guitar thing was smashed can't even play it yeah <laughs> Anyway, I thought that was kind of an interesting it is, yeah. story. That anything Nirvana, anything Kurt Cobain usually gets a pretty penny. This is an interesting track, actually. Mm-hmm. When I play this now, because it's it's uh, it's obvious, obviously off of Nevermind, but I play the remix, the one that they used for the Batman. Robert Pattinson, Batman. Yeah, 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 so this is something in the way getting us going this morning. Grant said something the other day. He goes, oh, I was watching the, uh, the, the, the world population clock. I'm like, what? Yeah. <laughs> There's a Somebody's, clock? Somebody sent me the link. The UN has it, and it's just this ongoing ticker. Of all the people in the world. I think they just estimate it by, like, there's a baby born every whatever. Whatever. Yeah. And, and, and so it was going up, and it was approaching 8 billion on Monday, I think it was. Wow. So somebody had sent me that. I was watching it. It's kind of interesting. You'd think that over the last couple of years, just based on what we're going through and, and the, the conflicts around the world, that it might be, you know, maybe Mother Nature's getting ahead of us here. Yeah. But no. Well, one thing, so they were saying, okay, yeah, we just hit 8 billion people. Just the other day, yeah. Just the other day. Um, but the younger, like it is slowing, I guess. Birth rates are declining. Okay. So they, like Elon Musk always goes on about how the biggest crisis facing humanity is is that there's no going to be no people. He's always going on, but whenever people ask him why he has so many kids, he's like, I'm doing my part for the birth rates because the birth rates are collapsing. Him and, people uh, aren't having kids. And Cannon. Him and Nick Cannon are doing Nick, their part. Nick Cannon. Yeah, Nick Cannon is a hero. Yeah. He's covering off everybody, everybody that only has two. <laughs> <laughs> and they Does also he have said, two more on the way? Yeah. Eli, or, uh, Nick? Nick yeah. Cannon. Yeah. yeah, somebody asked him the other day. 
They said there was a report about you pay this much for child support. Is that true? And he said, I pay way more than that. <laughs> he said, that's not a true. Yeah, I pay way more than that. <laughs> I was having a conversation about that yesterday, about Nick Cannon and, and about the about my idea. I still think it needs to get out that mm-hmm. he needs to buy them all a house on the same street, wherever. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Could be Vegas. I don't know why I picked Vegas. Um, but you just put them all in there, all the baby mamas, and just yeah. roll cameras. But the sister wives guy already tried that, and it's all falling apart for him. If you've seen the new season, okay, I am not having a conversation with you about it's, sister wives. I'm just Stop saying it. he tried the exact thing you're talking about, okay. and it's all falling apart for him. Jimmy, he is not allowed to make fun of me ever <laughs> for any show I've ever watched. Yeah, I think you're the one that turned me on to sister wives. I did not. You were like, hey, my no. wife watches this show, and I no, just happened he, to be in the room. He all tried the time. to get us onto this is us. <laughs> Locked Stop it. Stop it. Um, so, so they're saying part of the the reason for the growth is people are living longer. So we're not dying. Uh, off we're not when dying we should off be. as quickly. Right. So okay, that so makes increase in human lifespan, and then in in but, countries like India and China. But COVID had a didn't COVID have a kill off a few people? Yeah, yeah. You would think so. I thought that was Mother Nature's plan. Yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah, we cleared eight billion. Um, they're saying by twenty thirty we'll have nine point seven billion, and then the projection is by twenty fifty there'll be ten point four billion. So there you go. No, no, hold on. Eight point five billion in twenty thirty, nine point seven billion in twenty fifty, and over ten billion in uh, twenty one hundred. So there you go. If you're Following along with the the UN <laughs> world population clock. You're in the locker room on 95.7 Cruise FM. I said, well, you know what, miss? It's art. And you're free to interpret this art however you'd like. But I can tell you, as the maker of this art, that I don't believe that I feel that way. Just a quick clip from his latest special, Closer. Which, by the way, he's up for a Grammy, right? So they best re- comedy. Yeah, album? they really saw the Grammy nominees for best comedy album. The Closer, Dave Chappelle nominated. Um, comedy Monster by Jim Gaffigan. Uh, some guy, Randy Rainbow. I don't know who that is. I he's nominated. Who, I don't he's, know who Randy Rainbow is. I it's political satire and is that it? sort okay. of thing. Okay. Um, Louis C.K. who won last year. Wow. This album is sorry. Uh, and then Patton Oswalt, we all scream. Sorry, I've seen and closer I've seen. I haven't seen the other ones. I've only seen Dave Chappelle's, I'm pretty sure. You haven't seen Louis C.K.'s Sorry? No, because he's got them all on his paywall, right? you got to buy them on his website. So I haven't... Where did I see it? Maybe you downloaded it illegally. I might... You or know maybe what? I he think put I it up for a free weekend or something, but... Yeah. yeah, a lot of his stuff he puts on his website, and then you have to, like, pay to watch it. Grant, you need to go watch Sorry. Yeah. It's... It's brilliant. It's unbelievable. Uh, the Dave Chappelle, though, is just... He'll yeah, probably win. Yeah, that one's so funny. Yeah. He said that's his last special with Netflix, eh? Because he had signed that big deal, right? He, and that's, I think, why he called it the closer, because he was like, this is it. This is, this is it, my yeah. closer, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So... Um, there's a story out about his Saturday Night Live appearance. <laughs> so... I guess there was some concern about um, what he was potentially going to say. So Lorne said, listen, I, I need to hear what you're going to do during dress. So Lorne Michaels comes down and um, Chappelle comes out and he does he does like a 10-minute piece, 15-minute mm-hmm. piece. And um, Lorne was like, okay, that, yeah, that, that'll work. That works. And then um, Chappelle came out and did a completely different 15. <laughs> 
And apparently that is a true story. Uh, yeah. He did a fake monologue. Didn't want them to see what he was actually going to do. To get to get it through. Mm-hmm. Isn't that amazing? Like, yeah. Who does that? Dave Chappelle Dave does that Chappelle and gets away with it. And gets away with that. He is getting... There is a little controversy right now because um, if you haven't seen the Saturday Night Live appearance from Chappelle on Saturday, it's worth checking out. But he... He gets in, he swims around in some very, very difficult waters. Mm-hmm. And, um, yes, he, he addresses the Kanye stuff. Yeah. And the way he addresses it, is, I think that's part of the issue. Kind of irks some people, maybe. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The other guys, Jim Gaffigan, I enjoy. I do I do enjoy his comedy. It's family-friendly comedy, but it's, it's pretty funny at, at points. His whole thing about McDonald's and salads and, yeah. and then Patton Oswalt's. I, I haven't watched this one, but he's got some of my favorite bits, like the one, his Star Wars one, where he's going to kill George Lucas. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then he's got the one about the My Little Pony, too. That's really funny if you need to check it out. It's on YouTube. Yeah, that's the one where he uh, he's disappointed that his kids aren't into Star Wars. Yeah. But then goes on like a 15-minute thing about how he's not into po- My Little Pony. All the little intricacies of My Little Pony and the relationships. And then he goes, that's my daughter's thing. I'm gonna- <laughs> Not mine. <laughs> Very funny. Calling my friend Ryan Lindley. He is a uh, quite a cook. Hello. Linz, you know my rule, right? I have you got a few rules. What's this rule? Which, uh, which rule? Okay. Um, no crying? No. Never ignore food advice from a fat guy or a former fat guy. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, that's my rule, too. It, it's a strong rule. So, Linz, yep. yesterday, I gave him a call. He's a friend of mine. And I'm at uh, Acme Meat Market on 76th to grab a couple of steaks because I'm making um, steaks for Jimmy for his birthday tomorrow. So I wanted something nice. And that's my neighborhood now. Oh, I love that place. Mm-hmm. Had a coffee from Transcend. Transcend's the best. Yeah, it was best really nothing, coffee. Nothing beats a neighborhood butcher, man. Yeah. A butcher and a baker. The two, if you have a bakery and a butcher, you'll be 600 pounds in no time. Mm-hmm. I am. Um, I don't have a baker yet, but I'll find There's something. A, um, bakery. Oh no, the Duchess Bakery's in that building, but they don't do bread and stuff. It's more cakes. That's more that was more pastries and, and stuff yeah. like that. Anyway, had a little quick little chat with Corey, great guy from Acme. Plus, there's a great beer place in that building. What? Yeah, Bira is in there. Beer. They make some of the best beer in the city. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. I would have bought a six pack. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so I um I'm standing there. I'm waiting in line, and just before, like, j- just to the corner, they have a bunch of sauces and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, oh, okay, well, I normally when I cook steaks on the barbecue, I don't really do a lot with them, right? I put like high seasoning salt on them or something like that. Um, and I, I thought, well, maybe I'll try something different. So I call Lynn's up, mm-hmm. and I'm like, hey, dude. What uh, barbecue sauce should I buy for these steaks? And he goes, <laughs> these expensive What's steaks. What's wrong with you, you animal? <laughs> <laughs> what are you, Trump? <laughs> Put ketchup on? Yeah, some ketchup. <laughs> I was uh, actually, because he, he, he didn't say steaks at first. He just said, what barbecue sauce should I buy? So I thought, okay, he's making chicken or pork chops or something. I said, well, what are you cooking? And he said, steaks. <laughs> you shook my head. I almost cried. Ribeyes? I, I was going to buy the ribeyes, uh, but I went with a strip loin Ooh, instead. Yeah. I, I, the ribeyes would have been a bit more, and that wasn't the mm-hmm. issue. It just, 
Um, the strip loins looked a little thicker, and yeah. I, I and anyway, I, I wanted to, I only wanted to buy two because yeah. the wife is going to be eating with us, and so anyway, so and Jimmy and I can both eat a steak the size of our heads. <laughs> so I wanted some for my wife. <laughs> anyway, I got some really nice steaks, um, and you did give me some advice on on how to cook. I did. I did. And if you got a good piece of meat, like a good a good steak, you got to take that thing out of the fridge before you're, you're barbecuing, right? Yes. Okay, so take it out of the fridge at least an hour or two before you're ready to cook. So then that way it gets up to a bit, like a, almost a room temperature. Okay. And, yeah, and then you want to hit it just before, like five minutes before you put it on the on the grill. This is contested. Some people season after, but I always season before. Like an equal parts mix of salt, uh, like kosher salt, coarse ground pepper, black pepper, and garlic. And if you can find like granulated, or not granulated, but uh, dehydrated chunks, like little chunks of garlic, it makes a, a equal parts. It's a great rub for its all purpose. You could use it on chicken, use it on pork, but it doesn't add much complexity because that meat you bought it from a, a good butcher so it's a good cut of meat so yeah. it's going to taste good on its own you just want to kind of amplify the flavor you don't want to mask it with you know coriander or montreal steak spice that just kind of like blows the flavor of the meat out of the water yeah you want to you want to enjoy that steak that's why you paid good money for it right so if you've got a good quality piece of meat all it needs is a bit of even you can even omit the the garlic and just some good salt and pepper on a good steak Finish it after if you're if you have to with some Worcester sauce, I guess so maybe a little shake, but that's about it. Don't All don't right. ruin it with sauce. Don't ruin it with my with too much. my only piece of advice is when you pull it out of the fridge to warm up, put it somewhere where your dog can't reach it. <laughs> I was gonna, I was actually going to say, Kingston, Kingston is getting so big now. Just be careful where you put that steak. And you might and need a ladder most- to put it up without. A- <laughs> Yeah, that's for you. Put it yeah, over. That's not for a king kid. Uh, what, what you got to be careful. Or, like I'd say, the most important thing with cooking a steak on a barbecue as well is the rest afterwards. Rest that steak for the amount of time that it took to cook. So when you take oh. it off, put it on a plate. Yeah, you put it on a plate. Tend it with a little bit of tin foil, and if you cook that steak for say five minutes, two and a half on each side, tent it for five minutes on the counter, and let those juices okay. kind of find their way back home. So. Okay, all right, this is all good advice, Linz. I appreciate it. Also, um, Linz does like cooking videos and stuff on his social media, and I just retweeted one of his suggestions for potatoes. So go have a look. And he wears nothing but an apron. That's it. Yeah. That's right. That's his baby. thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You're in the locker room with Lachlan Cross, Grant Johnson, and James White. 95.7 Cruise FM. All right. Our phone number is 780-99095. Right now and all this week, we have been giving away tickets for that taboo, naughty but nice show at the Edmonton Expo this weekend. You need to figure out what song Jimmy was dancing to in the day four video that was posted earlier this morning. If you know the tune, call the the number right now. We've got um, also a $250 shopping spree up for grabs. So 
By the way, watch for Jimmy. He'll be at that show this weekend. Yeah. Oh, he'll be spending his weekend down there trying out whips and chains and plugs and all sorts. Of no, things. not plugs. Like I need a new g-string, a new costume, maybe an, an addition to my leash. Why do you do this? A tail. No, Why I'm not really crack? into. Ta- I'm not really crack. into tails. <laughs> Stop encouraging. But I, but I did actually rip. The Locker Room presents The Grant Report for JT's Bar and Grill, where good people come to enjoy the best food and drinks with other good people. Now, Grant Johnson. So it's no secret that inflation is pounding us all in the keister. You know, anytime you leave your house now, it's a $100 charge. Doesn't matter what you're doing. Have $100 ready to leave your house. One of the things that has gotten the most expensive is our food. You know food, the thing we as humans require to live. It's getting more expensive. I saw a tweet. I can't take credit for this tweet, but it said Canada is a unique democracy that is controlled by two cell phone companies and a grocery store. There was a study released about the foods that increased the most in price in in the last month. So this is only in the last month. Margarine, pasta, and dairy were all the top ones. In one month, margarine went up 40% in price. I guess the cows that they get the vegetable oil to make margarine with must be getting more expensive to feed. It's insane to think that you're now paying $10 for a head of lettuce that you're only eating because people tell you that you have to eat salad. Don't worry, though, because our governments are on it. They have a plan to help with food inflation. Uh, The federal plan includes tripling the carbon tax, and the city of Edmonton's plan includes building a pedestrian bridge from, from the funicular to the other side of the road. My plan makes a little more sense. It involves a food that we have all been promised will never go up in price. So my plan to fight food inflation uh, for the family is to eat nothing but Costco hot dogs. And I urge you all to do the same. The price will never change. The Grant Report is brought to you by our merchandise. Yes, it's real. We actually have merchandise. (laughs) And by buying just one shirt today, you can help support the drinking habit of the three of us. Text Jimmy today for the link to shop. You're in the locker room on 95.7 Cruise FM. So they... They're not going to do the Christmas tree, the big, the giant Christmas tree downtown this year. No, they've uh, they've got another plan. the The downtown business association's doing something else, um, and I, I guess people are mad because mm-hmm. it's a it's a it's a Christmas tradition, and this is the first year they haven't In a found long a big time. tree. And then put lights all over it and then done like a, a light up ceremony. So people are, are, are commenting about it um, not happening this year. And the mayor released a statement yesterday in the form of a poem. Yeah. So we're going to play the poem from the mayor, Amarjeet Sohi, mm-hmm. in a couple of tunes. Okay. And then on the heels of that, I'll play the whole thing. I'll play the whole poem. It's not that long. Yeah. It's like a minute 30. Yeah, it was a Twitter thing, so it's not that long. On the heels of that, old Jimmy Sheets himself is going to respond from the locker room. Okay? <laughs> Our rebuttal. <laughs> You're in the locker room on 95.7 Cruise FM. So, they're not going to do the big Christmas tree light up. 
in Edmonton this Downtown year. Downtown Edmonton will not have a giant Christmas tree. And people were angry about it, and rightfully so. Mm-hmm. This is something they've been doing for, for a long time. They usually put up a big tree, and then they have a night where they light it up, and families and, and people well, gather. We and, usually go down to the ledge and look at the lights there, yeah. and then we'll walk over to City Hall and look at the lights there. And Christmas tree comes up, yeah. and, and but they, they have the... They have like the lighting ceremony as well. So they're not doing the big tree. They're doing something else on Rice Howard Way where they're going to light up the whole street or something. Um, and I guess Amarjeet Zoe, our mayor here in Edmonton, has been taking some heat. So he responded on social media with a poem. So here is his No Christmas Tree poem. All right. There won't be a tree in the Churchill Square. But that doesn't mean the mayor and council doesn't care. I've heard some people call me a Grinch, but accurate info can be found in a pinch. The DBA is lighting up downtown. On Rice Howard Way, this time around. This is the project that they are taking the lead. This Christmas, they will have just what you need. Everyone's holiday traditions are great. No matter what they are, I love to celebrate. For years and years, we all loved the big tree. But there's so much more that Christmas can be. We will still have events and fun in the square. And I certainly hope to see you all there. As far as the tree, there are sure to be more lining the streets and the front of the stores. But regardless of what you heard in the news, it was just for the comments and the clicks and the views. It is so important for all of us to be kind. So happy holidays and early Christmas to yours from mine. I think it's a bad idea. I think mm-hmm. it's I think it's tradition. I I don't know. We don't have enough of it, in my opinion. Uh, and we actually had Jimmy Sheets himself write a counter poem, which we will read next, okay? You're in the locker room with Lachlan Cross, Grant Johnson, and James White. Oh! 95.7 Cruise Wrong FM. Damn it. I, hold on, hold on. I'll get the right bed. This We need the right bed. There it is. Right there. Time now for another poem. From Jimmy on the room. Do you want me to play a little Christmas music? I think we need a little Christmas music. Harmonica? Okay, I'll try to copy the song that, that was underneath of the mayor. Oh, I'm actually reading it this time? <laughs> the Locker Room. Good morning, Crows. Hey, boys. Ron. So once again, I'm reminded of how absolutely asinine stupid city council is in this city. Yeah. You know, why... Why are we not setting up the Christmas tree? I'll tell you why. It's because they, the business association said that there's not enough uh, revenue generated by setting this up, and it doesn't bring any uh, attention to the, how you know the downtown and everything. Well, what the fuck do you have to do with anything? I don't, so they're looking That's, at they're looking at a, a more expanded. Yeah, they're moving it over to Rice Howard Way. Is what I heard. So well, yeah, but they're lighting up everything, and they're and they're gonna. So the tree, I guess, is too centralized. People go see the tree, and then they go home. They don't go for a coffee or 
a beer or something, I guess yeah, is the so point. what's wrong okay. with that? Well, I, 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 what I'm saying. Uh, that's what, what you're saying. saying, the excuse is? I thought maybe it might be something more like we don't want to cut down a big tree yeah, or something. The excuse they gave was it's not driving business downtown. Uh, okay, we so this... We so, throw out tradition for, for, for money. That's what it is, you know. It's oh, is that it? Oh, that's brutal. That's brutal. A lot of people do this tree thing every year. Yeah, I do. I've been doing it. I've lived in this city my whole life, 60 years, man. And I've been, yeah, I go every year. Yeah. I go with, with my parents. I do it every year. Yeah. 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 It's unfortunate. I think it's, I think it's an. It sure is. But yeah. let's, let's, let's build some bike lanes to get downtown. Let's build the LRT above <laughs> ground so we can hold up traffic. All the time. <laughs> you know. Yeah, Ron. Ron, we have to go. We have to go. I appreciate. Take care, fellas. Take care, my friend. I got to be honest. I'm surprised by this. This is a new report, right, on the cannabis? So this just came out, and it said Canadians have lost more than 131 billion dollars investing what? in cannabis companies. So the if they broke that down, they said it would equate to each Canadian citizen losing about forty three thousand dollars. Holy <laughs> smokes! Yeah. $131 billion we've lost in Canada, investing in cannabis. It's crazy. Um, they were interviewing some, can- like a guy that owns a shop who basically, you know, did the shop himself, wasn't part of a chain or anything. He said he put himself- Got a license or whatever. About yeah. $300,000 it cost him. And he had a great location. This was in Toronto, where they have more weed shops than Tim Hortons now. Um, and- he said basically when he opened, there was an illegal weed shop down the street from him. And he figured, oh, they'll close that one down. Like, it's legal now. They're going to come through. These people aren't licensed. They'll shut them down. They never did. They never did. They, so yeah. he's selling his legal weed with the government taxes yeah. and the regulations. And three doors down from him is somebody just selling it all un- unlicensed. And, and nobody's ever with come to shut them down. With a special knock on the door. Yeah. Well, I think it's not even. I think it's like an open shop. Like it's I heard the same firms. thing was happening in Vancouver. Mm-hmm. Like that they had a similar situation there with, with people. Yeah. 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 We really, um, well, it's surprising because normally when the government get in, gets involved in things, normally <laughs> things go so smoothly, right? <laughs> That's what they said. This was an industry created by the government, essentially. And it has failed. Well, and the money that the taxes they have made from from the sale of cannabis is pretty significant, right? Mm-hmm. If I'm not mistaken, I was reading. Didn't like we that read the government is made? Yeah, the government's doing okay with this. Yeah, I do know people that it's kind of a mix now for me. Like I don't really partake at all, but I know people that go to the store mm-hmm. that like legal stores. But I also know a couple of people that are like no, I still with I still deal with my guy. Yeah, right. From what I've witnessed, is the the hardcore guys, the smoke everyday guys, go to their guy still because it's not strong enough. The stuff in the stores or, or whatever. Just, they've always gone to their guy, or it's a little that. cheaper. Whereas, yeah. like the casual users, for the convenience and everything yes. else, will go to the stores. The so if this stores. this is happening when it comes to weed, maybe we should start our own brand of beer and start you know just bootlegging our own beer and then maybe we can make some money great idea jimmy uh you know what the thing with the with the with the sale of of weed though is for for me with this is i'm surprised Mm -hmm. like i'm surprised we've lost so much money because i was actually when it was a thing when when it was introduced 
and everybody was like freaking out about weed and weed stores. Yeah, I was like, man, I wish I had money because this sounds like some like everyone who's getting into the weed business is going to be a millionaire. And that's how we have lost one hundred and thirty-one billion dollars investing. Not the case. No, we. One thing I think they should have done is they should have limited. The number of stores, like, yeah, and that's what, and the number of licenses. Well, and gone after the illegal market more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good point. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, hundred and what? Hundred and thirty-one billion dollars. Hundred and thirty-one billion just in Canada. Mm-hmm. We lost. Just invest in. Good lord. Cruise news. Footage showing the Chinese president berating Trudeau over a leaked conversation the two had was released yesterday. Uh, you're going to see a lot of talk about this. I, I saw it posted everywhere. According to a former Canadian ambassador to China, the way that Jamie she... Jamie Soleil um, and Theo Fleury posted. Oh, are they all Re- over it? They were... Repost. Weird. They probably really <laughs> look up to him, to, to President Xi, right? So uh, the way he talked to Trudeau, they said, was very unusual for a Chinese leader and a sign that China thinks of Canada as a minor country because in their culture, a lot of the way they talk to you, the way they use their hands, their eye contact, there's a lot of messages in that. Hierarchy, uh, right? Yeah. yeah. At yeah. the G20 summit earlier this week, the two had spoken, and afterwards, Trudeau's off- office issued a readout noting the, the topics that they had spoken about, which upset the Chinese president. In that conversation, Trudeau raised concerns about reports that China had secretly funded 11 candidates in the 2019 election. Trudeau's response during Cheese uh, um, berating was, that Canada believes in free, open, and frank dialogue, which is why he released the conversation. Experts say uh, he was deliberate and that uh, the Chinese president planned what he was going to say and the way he was going to say it, and that it could have an impact on Canadian and Chinese relations. The tough part about this conversation is I think there's a there's a real fine line between sticking up for yourself and knowing your place, mm-hmm. right? Um, I also think there is a... There, and again, I, I, I'm always leery about saying this because this sounds very Berta. But I think I think Justin Trudeau is perceived as a weak leader internationally. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. Is that fair? I don't think that's a, a Berta thing. I think on I, the world stage, I think people kind of roll their eyes at him. Y- yes. I, I think, like, okay, whether you like Donald Trump or not, Donald Trump, I don't think, has a lot of respect internationally. Now, you can say, you just hate Donald Trump while Biden's ruining the co-. Like, you, we can have that conversation, yeah. but I'm using Trump as an example. I don't think Trump had a lot of respect internationally. I think we have a similar situation with with Justin Trudeau. Mm-hmm. And I think you can go through different stages in your leadership. I think there was always a a sense of with Putin, there was a sense of fear and 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 I think he on a certain level was respected. That has gone down considerably with the lack of of success he's had in from the fear side of things, mm-hmm. right? I think that Russia now is perceived as a bit differently with what's happened in the Ukraine internationally, around the world. I bet you China views Russia differently now as a partner after what's happened in the UK or with with Ukraine, right? Mm-hmm. So I think that's part of the issue here. Side note, do you remember when Stephen Harper stood up to Putin? 
They're at the G G twenty, and do remember Putin something. went to shake his hand, and he said, "I'll shake your hand, but you need to get out of Ukraine." I do remember, I remember that was big like, news. I, yeah, I do remember. And again, like I said earlier, I, I, I said it's unfortunate that he was put in that situation because I'm not sure what. Uh, listen, Justin Trudeau is not. I don't think he's a great leader. the The issue I have with 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 criticizing him for what happened is I'm not sure anybody would have been able to handle that. We're in a situation a right now moment. politically with China where it, you, you can't win, you can't li- it's just it's 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 brutal. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're in the locker room on 95.7 Cruise FM. So the Pete Davidson story is still a pretty hot topic. Yeah. Uh, and I think the reason why I get so much Pete Davidson backlash is because I have commented quite a bit about my lack of understanding about what's what's going on. And mm-hmm. then you get people jumping in that want to defend the situation, right? Um, and and I listen, I don't question any of your your personal priorities for, for, for men. If you're if you're of the fairer sex, whatever you like, you like, and you find yep. nice, really attractive, which apparently he's a nice guy. Then that's that. I'm not questioning that. I, I, that I'm not against that. If Do you, you want find, somebody with a six pack, or you want somebody cuddly, yeah, it's whatever you're into. Whatever you're into. If you really value funny, I'm gonna be fine with that. Okay, that's that's you. It's still for me doesn't answer. If you like somebody with a big hog. <laughs> That's on you. Yeah. It still does not, for me, the math doesn't add up for how much success he's having. Yeah. You're like, are all these supermodels really into nice guys that are kind of funny? So we had a long conversation about this a couple of days ago. Uh, we had a conversation about this yesterday. I did a grant, grant report d- on did it. did a grant report. So I continue to get people t- t- trying to weigh in. Most, mostly women trying to go, it, it lock. Here, I don't know why you don't understand this. Mm-hmm. Why is this so confusing? So today, I, I woke up this morning, and on my Twitter, I got a a video link sent to me of a show called The Social, which I've I've never heard of. It's it's, oh, it's obvious, a Canadian one, is it? Okay, um, I don't know anything about the this show. I think it's like the Canadian version of The View. Yes. Yeah. And anyway, they had a conversation about Pete Davidson. And their clip, it's like five minutes. The four women on the panel go around and they have a conversation. And I watched it this morning. It was sent to me by Lemon Tart. So thank you, Lemon Tart. (laughs) And there was two things that were thrown into the mix that I have not heard yet as an explanation. And I'll be honest with you. This is the closest thing I have heard to explaining why Pete Davidson is so successful in the dating pool in Hollywood. And one of them was... And this is true. Do you ever hear Pete Davidson tell tales out of school? Like, he is very discreet. Right? You've never heard him talk gossip about anyone? No, there's no clips. Leak anything? There's or- no clips floating around about his relationship with with Kate Beckinsale, what it was yeah. like, or anything like that. So there's that discretion, which is huge, because he dates women with money and okay. means. Yeah. Like, he's not... Kim Kardashian's a very powerful woman. She's probably one of the richest women in the world, isn't she? She's a billionaire, I'm pretty sure. So, yeah. yeah. Okay, so that makes sense to me. And then the other thing was that um, rich women find it very difficult to date. They, yeah. They, their dating pool is pretty thin. 
right? That's true, yeah. And that was one of the things that came up in the panel. And I was like, oh, okay, well, you know what? Maybe that makes more sense. And I've heard this before. This isn't just a Pete Davidson thing. Um, women that are very, very famous for being models or rich or whatever um, find it difficult to 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 find men. Their Men are intimidated by their success, I think. And that makes sense to me. Mm-hmm. Two things. Is- could it also be that he's becoming a trend for some of these uh, celebrities? Yeah, that, that comes up all the time. That as it's well. just becoming a thing. Like, I'm hey, let, like let Mikey try it. Like Dionne, Dionne Warwick, she stepped yeah. in yesterday. She's, she's tweeting that she's next. She's, she's like, <laughs> I'm in. And she's like 108. I still, I'm, I'm still upset though that Pete Davidson passed up on Martha Stewart. <laughs> That still one. got time. Yeah, he's st- it's still time. Not Pete. much. She's pretty old. The locker room on ninety five seven Cruise FM. So the story about um, the leader of China and Justin Trudeau's interaction is 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 a huge uh, conversation this morning. Mm-hmm. Again, I've tried to be somewhat diplomatic about it based on my pure hatred for Justin Trudeau. <laughs> um, but the, we got a good, we, we got a really good um, text there from Michael. So Michael said, sure, Justin may have lost some respect from some international leaders. Look at them, though. Are they much better? I don't know if it matters to me what some of them think. They have so little respect for us and it, as it is as a country. I mean, how could you have a conversation with someone who is trying to interfere with our political process? That's a really good point. So China's doing a lot of things. Like there's that big report about them funding um, politicians secretly and yeah. secret police operating in Canada, all these things. So it's like, I wonder, like, I don't know enough about it. I wonder how much we could eliminate them from our lives. Could, would we be, would we be okay if we were able to cut them off? I think we'd be hurting. Uh, because of would. the huge amount of manufacturing and stuff but like even that. When they stopped receiving our, pork in our canola and like it hurt us really bad right yeah i think michael brings up a good point because the thing that i've been struggling with is okay take out my disrespect and my my dislike for justin trudeau take that out of the equation put anybody else in there would mm-hmm. they been able, would they have been able to handle that situation and should they have even have been addressing it I, i'm i'm thinking that you're kind of at a point with china with their impact on the world, the economic world, where you just, you don't even, mm-hmm. right? Like, just stay away from it. So how are you going to, so he's, Michael's got a good point. I don't think that meeting should have happened at all. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But but also with the fact, like, one thing that Grant said earlier was he was like, you know, he was so animated and he was so precise the in the way, president. the Chinese president, that maybe he was just trying to pick a fight to look for a reason to be mad at this nah. summit because things weren't going his well, way. The, the experts are saying it was planned, right? Like it was, he knew what he was doing when he went in there, had the cameras rolling. So had it been uh, Trudeau as the leader or somebody else, he would have unleashed, done that whole spiel to show, no, hey, That's I'm, my point. That's Michael's point. Not Don't Preston meet. Manning, though. Preston probably would have handled this way better. Well, yeah. he could speak the language too, right? So, rest in peace. The locker room with Lachlan Cross, Grant Johnson, and James White. 95.7 Cruise FM.
This isn't really chicken news. It's uh, chicken chain, though. Yeah, yeah. Uh, who is adding to their menu? It's a kind of a special item for the holidays. Okay, all right. So it's not going to be a regular feature. It's just it's it's something that they're throwing into the mix. Yeah. So okay. Mary Brown's one of your favorites. Like you bring yeah, out I Mary enjoy the Brown's, Mary Brown's chickens. Yeah, chicken. They're better than KFC. Well, let's not get carried away here. <laughs> I I my, uh, my my in laws are keto, right? And so okay, a lot of their like go to quick food is is fried chicken, which is awesome. Um, and Mary Brown's is one of the go tos. So it's it's good chicken. It's good chicken. Yeah. Um, they you are, you also commented on like they, they have like a Monday deal. Mary Brown Mondays. Mary Brown Mondays. So it's a cheap yeah. chicken sandwich, which is a good sandwich. Um, they're adding buttermilk biscuits to the menu. They said it was one of their most requested items um, from people across the country. So starting. Uh, is that soon. a chicken thing? Yeah, chicken and biscuits. Chicken and biscuits. Okay, so right. it's a southern thing, right? Yeah. Because like, Popeye's does the biscuits. So does Church's chicken. Church, yes. KFC doesn't do a biscuit, but they have the rolls. They have the rolls, yeah. But they don't do a biscuit. But yeah, Popeye's and Church's both have. I good, like the church. Uh, the church's has biscuit. good biscuit. There's a glaze on it or something. And it's tasty. And the northern chicken biscuits are pretty good. I don't know if I've had the biscuits at Northern Chicken. I always just get the basket of uh, the spicy chicken at Northern Chicken. Yeah. Um, these at Mary Brown's are going to be available now until January 1st. So you don't have much time to enjoy them. There you and go. to love them. We uh, we will get chicken news out when it comes in. Also, Again, that's should, not technical, technically chicken news, but... We should mention the uh, fired up chicken sandwich at Wendy's. We haven't given that any love. I saw I an ad tried for it, yet, it, but I've heard it's really good. I've ha- I've I've seen an ad for it, and I definitely uh, the other one that I have to go to could, now that I live in this neck of the woods is the one that you bring up all the time, soul fried chicken, soul fried mm-hmm. chicken, because I have not had that yet either, and and I keep seeing the store when I'm driving around. Soul fried chicken is very good. Yes, yeah. I, have to, I have to try that at some point. Three, two, the locker rooms, midget at the movies. I shall call him Mini. It's like Minute at the Movies, but shorter. So Meg Ryan celebrating. Is she done with John? She was dating John Mellencamp or married to him, wasn't she? Oh, yeah. Cougar, John Cougar. Yeah, she was, too. I think that's over. I think they, they broke up for some reason. Do you know he still smokes? Like yeah, three lot. packs a day or something like yeah, that? Yeah, he smokes a lot. <laughs> that's incredible. <laughs> I wonder if he's a marathon runner. <laughs> okay. Um, Harry, When Harry Met Sally is coming a bunch... But actually, the Doors seems to have come in a bit more. Was she in the Doors movie with Val Kilmer? I guess so, because it's come in a bunch. I just looked it up, and she is. Get out of here. I don't remember that. You haven't seen that one either. No. Uh, If I have, it's been a long time. Courage Under Fire came in with Denzel Washington. I'm shocked you haven't seen that one. It's a war movie with Denzel Washington. Um, um, You've got mail. No. You None of those. those you got mailed uh, Sleepless in Seattle or whatever that French, one is. Cr- the French Kiss, Meg Ryan and Cle- Kevin Klein. No. Those aren't my movies. The Deal. Yeah, The Doors one I'm and Harry and Sally came in both. I'm really struggling because I, I, I'm finding it very difficult to believe that you haven't watched When Harry Met Sally. Because we've played the clip of her in the restaurant on this show, and I'm like, for sure we played it because... 
of Midget the Movies, but I no, guess not. No, no. Uh, there's probably other reasons. We- <laughs> <laughs> I'll have what she's having. <laughs> All right, what are we doing? It's, it's a coin it's toss be for between me. between Harry Met Sally and The Doors, and I don't know which one to choose. Do we... When meet- Harry Met Sally's more of an iconic Meg Ryan movie. Yes. Right, where The Doors is... I didn't even know she was in it. Yeah. I'm surprised... The Doors is Val Kilmer. Like, yeah, I think it's got to be When Harry Met Sally. I... I, I I, I think that's my pick. I would I would lean that you're, way you're too. You're leaning yeah. that way. All right. What's Joe versus the volcano? That was with um that guy that was in the mummy, Brendan Fraser. I think so. No, I think that's Tom, Tom Hanks. Hanks too. Oh. Like she was in like twelve movies with Tom Hanks. <laughs> okay, let's do when Harry met Sally. All right, all right, that's a good pick. You're in the locker room with Lachlan Cross, Grant Johnson, and James White. Ninety five seven Cruise FM. Earlier, we had a, a conversation about the no Christmas tree. They're not going to put the big Christmas tree up. They're not going to do the big lighting thing. They're they're going to light up a street, Rice Howard Way, and that's we got some things they're putting up there, some statues and stuff. That's the uh, that's the 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 switch. So everyone's mad at the at City Council because they think this is a City Council thing because the tree was always in front of City Hall. So so. Amarjeet Sohi, our mayor, he put out a poem, and we countered it with a Jimmy Sheets poem, yeah. and we posted it online. You can and find the video on all our social medias. Yes, he's responded. So Amarjeet Sohi got back to us on Twitter, and he said, Thanks for the creative response, friends, but neither council nor I played any part in the decision to move the holiday celebrations, and we never have. And then see below as per my video, so he had a video out. They did say... That the reasoning behind not doing the Christmas tree was because it didn't actually bring any money into the downtown core. Because it's put on by the downtown business Business Association. association. Yeah. So they're the ones that kind of put on this event to draw people downtown. They said what happened is people went to City Hall, looked at the tree, went home. Whereas they think if they move it to Rice Howard Way, people might be inclined to go into some of the shops there and do grab spend a coffee, some money, grab a beer, yeah. spend some money downtown rather okay. than just look at the tree and then leave. I think it's a bad idea to get rid of the both. tree, though. Why can't you have but, both? But the thing is, though, is if he had nothing to do with it, why did he have the guilt enough to do a poem for it? Because well, everyone's tagging him in tweets. Then, <laughs> you know. <laughs> thousands of people have tweeted at him saying, you know, what the hell, where's our tree? There, there's yeah. there's some tur- uh, you know, tugging at him if, if he had to respond that some way. Some guilt, yeah. Well, we heard from Ron, We'll put he swore a lot, so we can't actually play the phone call, but yeah. we'll put it on the podcast. And he's been here his whole life, and every year they go down, the family and him go down to the big Christmas tree light up, and, and he's not happy about it. I think, what I think should happen is, and this is just... This is just me saying out loud is that I think they should do both like you just said. Yeah. Why can't we have Rice Howard Way lit up and have have displays down there that might draw a crowd and also put the damn tree up? Give us a tree. You know? Yeah. I think that keep with the tradition. Why change yeah. things? Yeah, I don't, I don't like it. I don't like no. them messing with this. You think they'd get rid of the giant cob of corn that they decorate in Tabor? Never. Never. Tradition, right? It's a tradition. Listen, that, yeah. that is cemented into the ground. It's there all year round, right as you enter Tabor. Hold on. Don't diss the corn. Is there a big cob of corn down there that they light yeah, right up near, for next Christmas? The, no, they don't light it up. <laughs> they actually... 
They don't light it up, but there is as you come in. A thirty-five foot tall cob of corn. <laughs> no, they don't. Yeah, they do. It's right, uh, right near the uh, the thirty-six foot tall. Sorry, yeah. I didn't know that was a thing. <laughs> You gotta put some, slap some tree, uh, some, some lights tinsel. on that. Yeah, some tins. 